Hello, everybody. Welcome to Health Chatter. Today, we're going to do a kind of a, a special performance on, on a topic that um, hopefully will make people feel good. So stay tuned on that. Um, we've got great background crew, as always. We like to introduce them. And it's um, we've got Aaron Collins and Maddie Levine-Wolf do our background research for us. Do an excellent job, as always. Matthew Campbell is our, our production sound engineer, actually, and keeps everything going technically for us. Co-host is Clarence Jones. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's always good. No matter where, whether we, we do, uh, you know, these shows or whether I see you in person, it's always just really great. We always have a lot to talk about, so it's... So we're, we're always just, happy, Sam. We're always we're always happy, right? Exactly. We'll get <laughs> to that in a second. Then, I, then I, actually, I was remiss in our last show to to mention our sponsor, Human Partnership. So, um, consider this doing it twice in one All show. Right. How's that? Okay, Human Partnership is a great great partnership organization. I, re I recommend that all of our listeners check out their their website to see all the fantastic things that they do and one of them is co-sponsoring health chatter so thank you to them so let's let's proceed it's going to be us today and we don't have any guests except we, we consider ourselves all special when we're, when we're doing particular <laughs> subjects like this and you know it's kind of you know there's I, I was talking about this in, in actually in my head, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I said, geez, you know, there's so much craziness and unhappy things going on in, in, in the world. And so maybe it would be really good to discuss what is it that makes us feel good and what is it that makes us feel happy. So, I mean, and, and when you really connect those two, they're important aspects to, frankly, our health. If you're, you're happy and go lucky, I have a, I have a strong sense that it's, it's a positive indicator for some, some good health. So here's, here's a few things I, you know, I looked up these ideas of feeling good and happiness. And as you can imagine, there's there's a heck of a lot of researchers that 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 look into it. But the bottom line is a couple of things here. Happiness. So is really an emotional state characterized by feelings of joy, satisfaction, contentment, and fulfillment. Now, Aristotle, way, way back in time, came up with um, different levels of, of happiness. And one level is happiness from material things. In other words, you have things that just make you happy. All the different things that, that we have around us. Uh, another level is ego gratification. In other words, how is it that we kind of feed our own egos in order to make us feel satisfied. Next would be the happiness from doing good for others and making the world a better place. By the way, in Hebrew, that's called tikkun olam, doing good, 
doing things in the world to make it better. Um, scientists have found that there are three things that make people most happy, and that includes things like pleasure, engagement, feeling interested in your activities, and connected to others, and something that has meaning, feeling like what you do, no matter what it is, matters. So let's let's get this show moving here. So um, let, let's start with Maddie. Maddie, you know, when you really get down to it, you know, of all the stuff that's going on in our in our daily lives, what makes you feel good? What really makes you happy and happy and go lucky? Well, Stan, I think it's interesting that you brought up how health is connected to happiness. I think for me, that is definitely true. I think now, you know, there's so many health complications that can start at earlier and earlier ages. And I think definitely my happiness and contentment is related to if I'm feeling good physically or mentally. Um, and so that that definitely contributes to my level of happiness. I think also, as I've gotten older, spending time with my family and loved ones contributes to my happiness. I know that if I'm feeling kind of down or even like under the weather, um, just picking up the phone and calling one of my family members just elevates my level of happiness. Um, so I think that has gotten more and more um, important. I think especially during during COVID when I wasn't living at home near my family, I kind of um, kind of leaned further into that and really, really just realized that speaking to loved ones, connecting with loved ones. Um, yeah. Makes me, makes me really happy and, and feel good. Matthew, first of all, do you, do you agree with, with, with Maddie? And then what can you add to it? Yeah. So I definitely agree with Maddie. And I think happiness, when I think of happiness is one of these things that like it seems we're all just constantly chasing, like looking for that next thing that's going to make, me happy and so i think we can divide happiness into two components right you have like happiness that is temporary temporary happiness short-term happiness and then you have i think the the state of being happy and that's kind of the way i look at it and over the years i've spent personally a lot of time chasing what i think is going to make me happy in the moment but as i've gotten older I've learned more about like what's going to make me happy in the long term. What's going to make me sustain my happiness over the course of, you know, years. And so a, a good example of that would be, you know, going out with my friends on Friday night is going to make me happy. That's a fun event that's making me happy. But I think what will sustain my happiness is making smart decisions, even if that means sacrifices in the moment to have a successful career, have lifelong friendships have meaningful relationships and those kinds of things. So it, I think happiness can be twofold, right? Like it can be that short-term and then it can also be that long-term state. And it just kind of depends on where, how you're looking at it and where you're going, but. You know, it's interesting, short-term and long-term, we've, we've touched base on that um, a little bit. 
Um, Short-term satisfaction, happiness, feeling good is really kind of an operational state. It's kind of like, you know, what what's in the moment, okay? Where um, long-term is more strategic. Over the long-term, or vi- it's more visionary. You know, it's like in the long run, what is it? That really, that really connects with me. So I've I've taken some notes on all of your stuff, and and we'll circle back to that. All right, so Clarence, your turn. Happiness, uh, feeling yeah. good. Yep. I mean, I can tell you right now, I always feel good when you smile. You yep. got a great yep. smile. So yep. that's yep. you know that's always yep. great. Yep. 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 Hey, you know what? I I, I thank you. Uh, I laughed when Matthew and Maddie said, now that they're older. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, because they're fairly young and, and well, at least compared to you and I stand. Uh, but I do I do agree with them in terms of a lot of the things that they uh that they have said. I, I think as I've become older, and I know a lot of people will uh, uh look at this, you know, you talk about the 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 external piece. I think having purpose in life makes me happy. Uh, being able to 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 be clear about what it is that I believe, uh, how it is that I'm going to live, uh, how I'm going to interact with people, uh, and uh, that is not necessarily determined by how people treat me, but how how I have determined within myself how I'm going to treat others. And I think that for me, um, it has really taken a long time to get to this point. You know, because, you know, you, you know, you talk a lot about the emotional. I mean, dealing with people, there is that really emotional piece where, you know, sometimes your emotions are based on what they think and what they do and how they do it. Uh, and I think that for me, it's been good to get to a place where I can be really clear about this is what I believe. This is what I think. And I can accept you for who you are. And it's OK. And we can agree to disagree. And it's cool. Yeah. So that makes me happy. I mean, I like yeah. I, I like what you like, you know what I mean? But if I don't if I don't agree with it, I'm gonna tell you I don't agree with it, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you away as a person. Yeah, yeah. You know, um let me let me talk about an operational um happiness. Um so the other day the, the Vikings lose, okay, and you know, to a certain extent, you know, those that follow them, you know. We're sad, okay? But there's always this statement that's attached to them losing, but they had a really good season, okay? So there's that but that still tries to make us happy and okay and feeling good. So we we don't wanna stay in that unhappy state. We, we, we wanna somehow or other link it up with something that's that's happy. So um, here are some things that, that I have thought about. Um, what is it that we do to take our mind off of unhappy things? Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you for instance. Like this morning, I attended um, our synagogue. It was my dad's anniversary from when he, he passed away. So in, in in Judaism, you 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 do what's called your site. So you you have a chance to remember. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was there and there was a there was a, a time 
in in the service this morning where it's called the silent amida where you just mm -hmm. it's silent time mm -hmm. for you to just connect in your own way and you know what that really made me feel good it's kind of like just that that pure silence and that time to reflect and to remember um really hits at the core of of happiness really for i mean and that was just this morning um sam let me yeah. let me say this real quick because I, I think that that you bring up a really good point is that i think uh there is a there is a, you know a lot of time people look at happiness strictly from an external point of view there is an internal there is an internal yes. uh a need that we have you cannot live in this in this life only about you i mean you can but it's a very very unhappy life you know, people where it's all about me, narcissism and all those kind of good things. Yeah. You there there is a need, there is just a in, innate part of people that seeks um seek something greater than themselves. Yes. And I think that that's part of the thing that sometimes we're afraid to talk about. And I love the fact that you that you brought it up because you know you you talk about your Judaism. I talk about the fact I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. You know, and that that doesn't stop us from being friendly with each other or happy yeah, or being exactly. happy with each other. Yeah, you know, we just yeah. we 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 cool. But I but I do think that that part of what people are sometimes afraid to do is to look at that part of their lives and to say uh, there is a purpose. There's a reason why I believe that 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 we are here that that we were created. And that's yeah, my, you know, it's that spiritual, spiritual right. connection right. that um, is kind of like soul searching, which right. which makes you feel good. So here, here's a couple of other things. So, um, um, you know, we, we all go on vacations, okay, you know, from time to time. So what is it that makes us happy or... Um, feel good about vacations and you know what, what what came to my mind was this idea of a change of scenery it just is something different that that stimulates our minds differently that um, stimulates our senses differently like um what we see like if we're in a mountain range or if we're near an mm -hmm. ocean or um, in a big city where you see, you know, skyscrapers or, or, or what have you. It's something that stimulates something that's different than what you normally do on a day-to-day -day basis. And that, I, I believe, for most people at least, makes you feel good, okay? Or it, it's just exciting. Um, Another thought that I had is the difference between an extrovert and an introvert. What makes an extroverted person happier or perhaps more comfortable or more or, or feeling good? And it's this interaction with with people. Okay? Just constant interaction where more introverted people um like the alone time um, where where they can um, reflect differently, so they it's how we communicate and how we what makes us engaged with one another at different levels. And it, and I and I think neither one is right or wrong. It's good, you know. It's just what makes you feel comfortable. Um, 
what now here's another one um you know maybe maybe maddie or, or matthew you can re respond to this one um what makes you happy or feel good physically and what makes you happy or feel good i think i think those are interconnected a little bit right like mm -hmm. when you know, I feel good after when I exercise, after I exercise, I feel good. But I also am getting, you know, emotional and mental satisfaction in the sense of like, I've met a goal today. I woke up, I went and exercised for the day because I am putting my health and fitness first, those kinds of things. Um, Accomplishment. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so it's kind of like twofold there. So, um, but in terms of like, it's also like interesting you you mentioned nature and and hiking or not hiking but that's where i took it is immediately mm -hmm. like hiking like when i go to the mountains or go to the state parks here and i'm walking around on a hike like it's just something about the connection with nature that makes mm -hmm. me physically happy but also mm -hmm. um uh just like just happy i don't even know how to describe it other than it just brings such a a peace and con connection to the to the earth and just grounding it's I don't know Maddie you have anything yeah I definitely agree with Matthew that I think physical and mental health are very interconnected at least for me so exercising um contributes not only to my sense of physical health but definitely to my um my mental health um getting outside being in nature um oh that's I also agree with Matthew I grew up you know, doing a lot of outdoor activities and, um, that makes me really happy. And then, um, the other thing that contributes to my mental health is therapy. I started therapy, um, a few years ago for anxiety during COVID, um, actually is kind of when all my anxiety manifested. And I realized that I needed to at least give therapy a shot. And that has been, kind of a life-changing um, sort of habit for me. Um, and so I think that is, especially, you know, in today's world, there's so much to be anxious about, to be stressed about. Um, and so for me, therapy has been really important and has definitely given me kind of a new perspective on what my own um, mental health can look like. So you know, you know, Stan. Thank you. I, I think I thank you both, Maddie and, and and Matthew, for that. You know, one of the things is, is they were talking. I think one of the things for me, and this is this is truly the kind of like the the foundational piece for me, uh, which stand which you and I usually do. The foundational piece for me that really grounds me is an honest conversation, where you can have where, where you can talk to people. You know, whether you agree or disagree, you can talk to people, and you know that you're going to have an honest upfront conversation that makes me the happiest when I can when, when there is no drama but there might be conflict mm -hmm. and there and there there is a there is a difference and I think that there there's a certain level of, of of maturation that happens to get to that point and I think that many times when you when you are uh in that kind of state I'm looking out for your good as well as you're looking out for my good you know you feel like there's a there's a bi-directional kind of conversation going on here. So I think that for many people, at least for me, I mean, if you really want to get me 
you really want to talk to me, this would be straight with me. And uh, that makes me the happy yes, because then I know that you respect me, that you see me as a person and that we can have the we can we can we can be in a place where we could uh, uh, dialogue. Yeah, you know, I was also thinking about just things mm -hmm. that make us happy. OK, mm -hmm. so for instance, um, some people really love to go shopping just you know, let them go loose in a, in a shopping mall and they're in seventh heaven, okay? Then there's the other side of the equation where it's just like, no way in hell. Just, you know, if I need a pair of, you know, shoes, I'm going to the store, get a pair of shoes and get out, okay? Mm -hmm. So there's something inherently satisfying mm -hmm. um, about shopping for some, and not shopping for others, okay? So those are like things, you know, and buying things. The other thing is uh, food. So food has a tendency to, to for people to, um, to make you happy. Okay, mm -hmm. so I think, and you know, you guys can all re respond to this. I think there's the um, cultural mm -hmm. aspect to it, okay? Mm -hmm. Certain ethnic, foods that are foods that you grew up with as as a family that really um spark something in your head that makes you feel good okay the other aspect is we as as human beings um congregate around food mm -hmm. okay i mean we have meals together with family friends or what have you so i don't know thoughts on that just you know, shopping, foods, objects, whatever. I think you saw my hands shoot up when you said food. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because as you look at me, you can tell that uh, uh, I, I, I I struggle with that quite a bit. But you know, yesterday I was at I was at an MLK event, and they had chicken, <laughs> they had fish, mm -hmm. they had macaroni and cheese. They had green beans, they had cornbread, and I felt like, man, this makes me happy. You're at home. I mean, I, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, and I, and I and I agree with you. I think that that that's that that happiness is many times it it it's, it's a combination of both the emotional and and the physical and uh, and just the the basic needs. So that's all I got to say. I mean, my hand just shot up with food, and so I just. Uh, I'll keep it down now. I'll let uh, Maddie and Matthew talk about what they think. Um, yeah, I think those are great points. I have a few thoughts. Um, I think for me, my hands didn't shoot up, but I was thinking about it. Um, granted, no one can see us, so I didn't raise my hand. But I had the same reaction. I think one of the reasons food makes me so happy is because a lot of the times food involves storytelling mm -hmm. and that makes me really happy that kind of pun intended feeds my soul mm -hmm. um you know for me i'm also jewish and so all of the holidays there's a lot of times specific 
food that we eat for different Jewish holidays. And that all comes with a rich tradition, right? And so mm-hmm. when I'm introducing non-Jewish friends or non-Jewish acquaintances to Jewish food, it's an opportunity for me to tell my story and vice mm-hmm. versa when I go to a different country or a different state where there's um where there's different food it's an opportunity for other people to share their story with me and food is something that every human being needs to sustain themselves and so just naturally inherently it's an opportunity for storytelling and I I love that um and I also was thinking um Stan when you were talking about the shopping and the food I was thinking back to what Matthew was saying about the short-term versus the long-term happiness and I think for me, I, I love shopping. Um, retail therapy is definitely real in my life, but (laughs) most of the time that results in very short-term happiness. Um, whereas my long-term happiness is usually fed by something else other than that, just like quick transaction rush of endorphins. Um, but I think for some people, that could be feeding their long-term happiness. So I think it's just interesting that in a way happiness is we probably all feel the same thing, but in a way it's subjective. What makes me happy isn't going to necessarily make someone else happy. Yeah. So let, let me pull out a couple of other things. So as I'm, as I'm sitting here, Murphy, my dog is, is sitting right next to me and I'll be honest with you. I think pets really make us feel good and happy. I mean, it's just like when you're feeling really down, all you need to do, at least for me, all I need to do is just, geez, just look at my dog and, you know, you know, Murphy will say, come on, let's go for a walk. Okay. There's something um, that they have that, as animals, um, they cherish and um, they try to share with with us as as humans. Um, I remember going on uh, this last summer long hikes with with Murphy, and it was just the two of us um, connecting with with nature. And you know, I could tell that he was happy, I could tell I was happy. And, you know, together we were happy. You know, our, you know, his tail was wagging and my smile was from ear to ear. Okay, so these these are the types of things. Um, I Here's the other, so, so that's one thing, Pats, and we can have you guys respond to that. And then the, the other thing is feeling better. Okay, so once you get sick, you know, we all get sick from time to time, or we all have things that need to be taken care of, you know, perhaps surgically or um, at a dentist. And if you're in pain or you're not feeling well, and then now you're feeling better for however it was treated or you were helped, you're happier. You just, you just, it's just better. So anyway, thoughts on that pets and just feeling getting better from from sickness what anybody have an idea on that well i don't have any pets i'm sorry so i'm i'm gonna have to pass on, on, on that one i did have a goldfish when i was a little kid but uh 
as long as you didn't eat it. Right? <laughs> I did not. I did not. <laughs> but it was it was traumatic for me because um, having that goldfish. His name was Goldie, and uh, he died one day. I think I overfed him, and that was very very unhappy times for me. But uh, other than that, all right, I'll let I'll let Maddie and Matthew talk about them pets. I'll jump in here. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned that, uh, Stan, because so something that I don't think I've mentioned here before is that for roughly eight years, I have struggled with pretty chronic depression. And um, it's been it's been pretty severe at times. And COVID didn't help things and anything like that. Um, so I, I take medication, I'm on medication daily. And it's when we talk about happiness, it's very interesting, because there have been times in my life where I've not been happy and not been able to think that happiness is attainable. And even those short-term things that, you know, once make you happy, no longer do. And I think that's kind of when I started to realize that there was a problem, like when I'm no longer getting satisfaction from going shopping, when I'm no longer getting satisfaction from going on those hikes, when I'm no longer enjoying the short-term or the long-term happiness. Um, with that said, relating to health, when, when I started medication, it was like something just changed. I wouldn't say it solved all of my problems because it certainly didn't, but between, but medication was the stepping stone that allowed me to find my happiness again. And one of those key pieces for me was my pet, actually. my I have a cat. Um, she is, she's amazing. I, I did not know how much happiness could come from a pet. And I just didn't realize I had seen and heard and what other pet owners had said, but the connection that I have with just this animal, it's just so fascinating to me. Um, but she controls my life, so to speak. You know, I plan my events and occasions and when I'm traveling, I'm making sure she's okay. And it's, but I think there's something, I just, I think there's a connection that we have with animals or can have with animals. It's very authentic. Um, mm -hmm. They're not judging. You don't have to put on a front. They can see you when you're sad. They can see you when you're happy. They can, they just are existing and around and enjoy your presence the same way you enjoyed theirs, as opposed to like the higher level of like when you're going out into the world and going out in public, there's just a different level of relationships there. And I just, I don't know. Pets make me really happy. My cat yeah, makes me really happy. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the reasons that at least like, in my opinion, that pets make us so happy is because they provide this sense of like unconditional love that I'm not sure other people do. I mean, I'm not a parent. And so I imagine some of that also comes along with having children's, but for children, but for example, my dog, Every single day when my dad comes home from work, every single day without fail, my dog cries and jumps around the house and runs outside to greet him literally every single day without fail. Um, and I always say, dad, no one else shows you this sense of love other than our dog, Bella. Like that has to make you feel good. Um, and I'm just not sure. I mean, granted, I'm sure some partners provide that, but um, I think it's just this very like tangible expression of love that maybe people don't get from other people. Um, and I always, whenever I think about why pets make us so happy, I think about 
that image of my dog just going crazy whenever my dad comes home. And I'm like, no one else does that. Sorry, Ju there's something. Jump here. around. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because, you know, um, Murphy does that. And, and I, uh, what what I find interesting about pets, and I and I've learned this over the year. And by the way, everybody in our listening audience, we're going to have a show specifically devoted to just pets. Okay, so it's going to be on March third. So uh, stay tuned for that. But um, pets live in the moment. They don't they don't know anything in the like if 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 your cat or or dog, for instance peed in the house and and you found it you know two hours later for them it's like you know th that thing didn't even happen okay um so there is something to, to about living in the moment which frankly i'm envious for you know it's sometimes you know wouldn't it be great to just live in the moment you know forget all the stuff behind us forget the stuff in the front just in the moment. So in and that's what 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 pets certainly do. Um okay, so let's talk about um this I want to delve into this feeling better aspect. It's like um you know Maddie you mentioned you know therapy um Matthew you mentioned um medication um Clarence what makes you you know like what when you were, what was your sense, if you can reflect on it a little bit, like when you were sick, you know, I'm sure that, you know, there was a time when you were sick. What was it that you kind of grabbed hold of that all of a sudden, wow, now I'm really feeling better and now I can smile again? What, do you have a sense of that? I think I do. I think, I think when I, when, if I can think about it very quickly, I think about when I'm sick, having somebody care for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, knowing that that I, I was important in somebody else's life, I think that that's, you know, when we start talking about happiness, I think a lot of people are unhappy because they don't have that, or they don't think that they have that, or they can't recognize that. But for me, it's like, you know, just even the slightest uh, attention, you know, is so very, very important because once again, I go back to the whole thing about you, rec it recognizes me as a person, as a human being. And I think that that's one of the things that we, we that we need. I remember that story, and I know you you know this one, where they had the, the this orphanage where they did not touch these babies, um, and and the impact that that had on the, on those children's lives. I think as human beings, we just need to be touched. We need we we, yeah. we need healthy touch. You know what I'm saying? So you have to distinguish between that, but we need healthy touch in our lives in order to feel. Sometimes I believe to feel alive. Otherwise, you're just dead. Yeah, you know, I, it's interesting you 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 mentioned that because um, you know, I'll just reflect on the fact of what what makes me happy. Um, so grandkids make you happy, but they make you happy when you can physically hug them and they can hug you. Mm -hmm. Okay, it doesn't happen. That same level of happiness or feeling good does not have for me, does not um, happen through, um, you know, FaceTime or, or Zooming. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So to your, your point, Clarence, the, the physical touching is, is important, which by the way, 
I have a feeling that we're going to start seeing some research come out on that as opposed to working environments going forward. People are not going to be physically in touch with, with other people as much when they're dealing with hybrid working situations or everything via um, Zoom or FaceTime or, or, or what have you. I have a feeling that going forward, that can have some, some impact on happiness, mm-hmm. loneliness, mm-hmm. feeling engaged, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna ask this question of all of us. <clears throat> what is it? So, you know, I, I mentioned the top of the show um, that Aristotle said that happiness from doing good for others and making the world a better place. Matthew, doing good for others and making the world a better place. Well, that's my degree. That's what my master's degree is in, in my opinion. That's what public health means to me. That's why I'm in. Wow, good. And so for me, I get satisfaction and joy out of um, helping others. While I might do so indirectly at times, you know, through academic, academia through learning through health chatter even for that matter mm-hmm. i'm still fulfilling that life goal and that i'm getting satisfaction from that so that's kind of what public health in general means to me so that's why i'm here so doing good for others you've linked with a profession for yourself oh for sure and obviously yeah. that doesn't have to be linked to a profession at all it's just in my instance for my case the whole reason i went into public health was because i knew i had skills and capabilities that I could offer and and help better my life, other people's lives, our community's lives. And I and for me the best way to do that was through education and learning and professionally. Great, great. Maddie? Yeah, me too. I think I have you know, volunteering has been a part of my life from when I was a little kid. I remember my synagogue when I was younger would always do these um, kind of like service outings or volunteer outings. Um, And I think from an early age, even when I didn't have the exact words for how it made me feel, um, I now realize that helping others and being in service with others and for others um, makes me feel really fulfilled. And again, like that kind of stuff feeds my soul. Stan, when you said tikkun olam, to repair the world in Hebrew, um, that's definitely something that I relate to a lot. Um, And I think I also went into public health wanting to kind of nourish that part of me for as long as I can. Um, Again, not only is it deriving happiness from making the world a better place and from helping others. Cause that is definitely true. But for me, again, it all goes back to that sense of storytelling. And when I can work with different communities and different people who are different from my own, even though I might be there to improve or to help, I'm also connecting with other people and hearing their stories. And that again, nourishes my soul. And I think that's a feeling that I keep striving for and want to continue um, kind of chasing like Matthew was saying earlier. So, you know, 
that that I really love that because I my 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 happiness come from public health too. Uh, it's interesting. Um, I mean, I, I've always uh, been involved in community health, doing stuff in the community. But it was, um, I, I think, Stan, you know, Dr. Wendy Hellerstadt. Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Wendy Hellerstadt had a conversation with, with me one time. And all the work and stuff that I was doing, I had never been able to articulate it. But one conversation with her, or a few conversations with her, all of a sudden, the public health light came on. And so whenever I talk about public health, I said, you know, I've drank the Kool-Aid, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally invested in public health and in a way in which um, we can make a difference. And I'm connecting with people that want to make a difference. And so that makes me happy. I mean, fine. I mean, you know, you know, talking to Matthew, Maddie and Aaron, I mean, like, I'm glad to see that 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 interest in, in community and interest in making other people healthier exist and you know because so many so as you said so many times we get so caught up with all the fake news fake drama and stuff like that it's just kind of good to know that there is a a pipeline of other people young younger people coming through that still have the have the idea the vision and the commitment to making the world better yeah you know it's interesting you know obviously i've been in public health you know my full career and you know i think inherent in the in the definition of public health is is the idea of happiness Really, I mean, it's just like, and how is it that we can help you, whether it's an individual or help you as a community, get there? So I want to, I want to um, switch this a little bit, and um, think about things that um, are troublesome. You know, like okay, like right now the war in in Ukraine, okay, or. You know, COVID, of which we're still going through. How is it that when we have these stressors in our in our lives, um, you know, individually as a community, as a nation, how is it that you, you deal with it to create that balance between stuff that really upsets you on one hand, and then on the other hand, trying to get some happiness out of it. Any thoughts on that? I have thoughts. So um, one of the things over the years that I've kind of like really embodied is I, I'm personally not very religious, but one of the things I've found connection with a lot of uh, Buddhism principles. And one of the, one of the focuses is you can't have happiness without sadness. You can't have good without the bad. And I think when we have these stressors come up, it's a reminder or can be used as a reminder as to what it is, what we're fighting for, what happiness means, why we're, why we're doing what we're doing. And so I think, you know, take the, the war in Ukraine, you know, that is, that is a tragic, horrific event going on and it's stressing to a lot of people and it's stressful. Um, with that said, use that and keep to keep moving forward to keep saying no we are fighting for happiness we are fighting for justice we're fighting for freedom and i think that's kind of what keeps me going in public health a lot because i think you know i focus a lot on policy and we know how policy and politics can go lately and it, it can be discouraging when you see public health policies that don't get passed or that fail to even make it anywhere 
or the politics just don't align with public health practice. And it's one of those things as what keeps me pushing forward is I know what happiness is to me. I know what it means to be happy. And these policies will make me happy. It'll make other people happy. And it is what is good. So you keep pushing for the good and you, you can't just get hung up in the bad, even though it's easy yeah. sometimes. Good points. Good points. Maddie, your sense? Um. Yeah, I think a couple different things come to mind. I think, um, you know, I'm not a psychologist, so I don't know this to be fact, but I think part of human nature, at least in in 2023, wants to kind of resist and push back against unhappiness or discomfort. And I think it's part of life that bad things happen. And I think it takes so much effort kind of like resisting that, whereas we'd probably be better off just like accepting that bad things happen. Um, and hopefully for every bad thing, there's more good things. Um, I think this is especially true when I think about kind of, I mean, I'm not that old, but when I think about kind of the younger generations that are coming after me, I think, and this is probably a, a polarizing opinion, but I think there's this sense of like not wanting our kids to be unhappy or uncomfortable and kind of doing whatever we can to coddle them in this way where they're not experiencing those things. And as a result, I think it's producing people that aren't gritty, that aren't, um, you know, that don't have a sense of, of perseverance or aren't developing the tools to overcome adversity. And I think those skills are really, really important. Um, and so I think for me, again, going back to my journey in therapy, a lot of what it's teaching me is it's okay to sit in discomfort and to sit in stress and to sit in unhappiness. And what is beneficial is to learn the tools and strategies to sit in those things um, and to help overcome those things, whether they're short-term feelings of anxiety, whether it's um, a thought that I can't seem to get rid of for a long time. And so I think, yeah, I mean, I think it it's really hard when things are difficult and when things are stressful and when there's so many national and international tragedies going on. Um, but I think we'd all be better for it instead of resisting those feelings of sadness and despair to really lean into them, what Matthew was saying to use them as motivation to do better um, and to develop, you know, communal and personal responses and tools and strategies to, to deal with them because sadness and despair are unfortunately part of life. And, um, and yeah, we kind of have to learn how to use that as motivation Um instead of just kind of sitting in unhappiness and allowing it to um, prevent us from doing anything good. Yeah, well put, very well put. Clarence? Well, I have this great point to make. Uh, Maddie, when you were talking, uh, I, it really brought something back to my mind. I remember uh, when I was younger, uh, it got to a point where anytime uh, there was a competition, everybody had to get a ribbon. You know, it used to be like, you know, there was a first place, there was a second place, and there was a third place. But parents got to complaining about it. So everybody got a participation ribbon. And I thought about, that ain't life. 
you know, that's not life. And if you if you go through life thinking that every time you turn around, it's going to be like life ain't fair. I'm sorry. Life isn't fair. Uh, it isn't. I mean, and, and you're right. There's going to be there's going to be ups. There's going to be downs and, and having the grit to to be able to to wade through those things and to be able to sort through those things and to be able to to be able to distinguish between what you want, what's right, what's wrong, those kinds of things. People are just like, well, there's nothing I can do. And I think there's a lot that we can do. And I think a lot of our happiness is based on the fact that many times we don't, we're not willing to 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 be in the grit. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I... um, you know, rising to the occasion, um, I think is is inherent in happiness. And sometimes real strong happiness um, comes from um, dealing with some really hard things and and be successful and 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 you know what you have to have that side of the equation in order to balance out on the other maddie you were going to say something yeah i just wanted to name really quickly as we're talking that um you know yes i'm speaking from my perspective and that's also a, pr a place of privilege in a lot of ways um and so i just want to acknowledge that there are people out there who it it might not be as easy to kind of reconcile the fact that there are good and bad times because in a lot of ways there are a lot of people and communities and individuals who are living in my opinion in chronically bad conditions um and so you know while while I think it's important to recognize that life ebbs and flows I also think there's there's work to be done to make sure that everyone can feel that way, that they don't feel stuck in just a horrible place or an unfair or an unjust place. And so I just want to name that too, that, you know, that unfortunately we can't, I would think we can't all live in a place of like, there are good times and bad times because, because a lot of structural injustices, um, you know, I think there are a lot of people out there who are, can only really think about the bad things that life has to offer. So I just, I wanted to name that too. You know, point I want to bring up um, as we, as we um, wind down this show is um, a sense of escapism. Um, so for instance, um, you know, I love to read and, you know, sometimes just by, you know, opening up a book, it brings you to um, a different, place a different perspective different perspective and that um i don't know what to call that soothes the soul um creates um positive conversation that you can have with with other people um it creates learning oppor opportunities which i think helps bring us all to a um, a different, happier, um, feeling good level. So um, closing thoughts, Clarence? Yeah, I just want to say, say this. Thank you, Maddie and Matthew, for being transparent and saying what you felt. I think that that is so refreshing. I enjoyed your conversation. I enjoyed you being vulnerable. Uh, and I think that that's part of what we have to do in order to to really uh, get to the point where we can be happier. So thank you. Thank you for your conversation. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Matthew? 
all I have to say is I've really enjoyed this topic and can talk about like happiness and what the meaning of life is for a while. But um, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up, Maddie, about like how like everyone's experiences are different and there are there is still work to do. And I really do think that, I think public health, if there's one way to embody public health, it would be working to ensure everyone has the right to be happy. And I just, I don't think I've ever been able to put it in that few of words, but I'm really happy that we had this conversation because I really like that going yeah, forward. Yeah, it fits. It really fits. Maddie? Yeah, I just kind of want to echo what Matthew just said. I don't really have anything else to add except to say that I think that was a really beautiful synthesis of everything that I was trying to say and why I want to be in public health because happiness shouldn't be a privilege. It's a right. And you know, I think public health is in a lot of ways striving to ensure that that is up uplifted. So yeah. thank you, Matthew, for those those words. That was very beautiful. You know, um, I think, you know, as I've as I've heard all of your your stories and your various points of um, of input, um, happiness embraces opportunities. And um, what opportunities do we take advantage of that's, um, that we're comfortable with, that we aren't maybe comfortable with, but once we've dealt with it, we say, wow. Um, I think perspective is an important takeaway from this. So for instance, I, I, I truly believe that there are people in Ukraine, for instance, right now that are going through this horrific stuff, they still grasp with the ideas of happiness. How is it that they can grasp anything that can make them feel good? So levels of happiness and feeling good, I think are inherent in all of us. So thank you to to Maddie. Thank you to, to Matthew. Thank you to, to Clarence. Um, you all are are super super people and you make me happy and that's what it's all about and to our listening audience take take this as an opportunity to think about what makes you smile and with that keep health chatting away hi everyone it's matthew from behind the scenes and i wanted to let everyone know that we have a new website up and running helpchatterpodcast.com. You can go on there. You can interact with us. You can communicate with us, send us a message. You can comment on each episode. You can rate us. Uh, and it's just another way for everyone to communicate with uh, Stan and Clarence and all of us at the Help Chatter team. So definitely check it out. Again, that's helpchatterpodcast.com. <laughs>